WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. And I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I mean, has any news come out regarding the Chicago Blackhawks in the last 24 hours there, Tanner? Uh, just a little something. Uh, there's the NHL draft lottery. and uh... oh. oh, yeah. that's That's kind of a big deal this year, isn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, because they, they were saying that the first overall pick's likely to be this generational talent in Connor Bedard, who's just a monster. But there's thinks. there's no way that the Hawks had any chance at that because they nah, were the, the Hawks worst team the, in the league, right? Yeah, they, were, they weren't the worst team in the league. They were third worst. So they only had 11.5% chance at, at winning the draft lottery. And the only way they could ever win it is if it's clearly rigged. Right. So, I mean, yeah. clearly it's not rigged, so that means the Hawks didn't win it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly how it went down, and the world didn't burn to ashes <laughs> on the hockey subreddits and hockey everything. And in reality, what happened? Who's I Fucking first overall, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I terrified my son by screaming. Holy <laughs> We fucking did it, guys. We did it. Oh, man. Thoughts. It's crazy. First overall, baby. First overall. I was, I was losing it the second the broadcast got fucked up and, like, was cut into commercial. And then it was, like, weeks. was, like, it was a third overall pick. Columbus Blue Jackets moved back, leaving the Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks. And I was, like, what? 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 I, said, I text our group chat right away. I was, like, I'm, like. Did he just say we? Did he just say we're top two? You go. I'm yeah. like, did the Hawks get top two? And you're like, yup. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, how can you like? I guess they probably just didn't have a super large amount of time between when the lottery actually happened to doing the show to getting it edited correctly because somebody fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, well, I mean, they did it live. And you'd think that they would know this by now, though. Did like, they do it live? The, the reveal was live. Okay. The lottery so part weird. wasn't. Well, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, no, the lottery part wasn't. It's just, like, so weird that, like, was was Weeks' mic on on accident? And he was practicing, like, what he was going to say for when the Columbus thing was flipped? Like, then that's what, that's what people are freaking out about. They're like, oh, well, if he knew. It's like, yeah, fucking he rigged. knew. Are you kidding me? Like, they don't, what? Like, he's not going to be surprised. Like, they're going to tell him what the fucking, who won. Did they show the card for Columbus, or did they, like? No, they showed the card for Columbus after they came back from that commercial break. So, I wonder if they fucked up. Like, they were supposed to do three, and yeah. they go to commercial with the the Hawks and the Ducks. Yeah. And, and so, Kevin Wheats was, keeps going. Yeah. It went uh, whoever production director went to commercial early, yeah, and then they redid it when they came back, or maybe weeks just kept going, like thinking that it was going to be just like save the last two, and then and then before but the, the last three was like, I guess it's weird because like I feel like the last three was what they used to do, you know, because like the, that's what the lottery was for for the top three spots, but now right. it's only the top two, so maybe he was just. He's like, yeah, they'll probably just reveal the top two because that's the only ones that matter. And then you had the the Chicklet guys freaking out because the Hawks had a star next to their name before it was revealed. But it's like, yeah, they have a star because the Hawks won it for sure was guaranteed one lottery win. Hence yeah. why they moved up. That's yeah. what that meant. Like, and yeah. it wasn't like saying, oh, no, they won it. I mean, they obviously they won it, but it wasn't saying like, Oh no, here's a spoiler. The Hawks are going to get it. No, it's yeah, they won at least one of the draws to move them up into the top 2. Yeah. Like but it, I mean it was like un, unbelievable when that card flipped and it was the Hawks and I was like, "Ooh, baby." I, I was fucking it. shaking. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, like this could not be happening." And I was happy if we got two cuz I was like, "Top 2, let's go." Like I know I, I was even, like 
fucking care. Get silly for Fantilli, baby. But I, Let's go. And then I got a little, I got a little call, and I was like, "We have one. We we have one." We said, we said, is one or four, and when four wasn't on the board, it had to be one. Had to be one. Had to be one. Oh, oh my man. god! What a I, great time to be alive for everybody. Everybody, as much as they hate it, oh, they're gonna be able to watch Connor Bedard revive this Blackhawks team and just be so salty about it. Fan bases that aren't the Blackhawks, be grateful. Everybody talks about how they don't get to see McDavid a lot because he's on the exactly. West Coast. Yeah. Guess what? Connor Bedard is in a major market. He's in the Central Time Zone. He is going to be on national TV. Yeah. Every single week, you get to Guess watch what? the Blackhawks every single week. So outdoor cool. games, outdoor games. Let's go! <laughs> Blackhawks gonna be in the outdoor games. They're gonna be in all the little specialty games. They're gonna go across the fucking pond, going to fucking Sweden and Germany and all those fucking places. You fucking close your eyes, you're gonna see the Blackhawks logo. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> and yeah. you know what? I fucking love it. I will embrace the villain role here. You hate us. You're fucking pissed about it. They hate us because they ain't us. Hate us because they ain't us. Fucking remember when everybody was super pissed about Connor McDavid going to Edmonton because they just couldn't stop winning first overalls. I mean, it eventually goes away. (laughs) You're just like, God damn, that guy's good. And that's and that's the funny thing too. It's oh, they don't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. The the Blackhawks get everything. This is only the second time we're ever drafting first overall. Yeah, I don't think anybody remembers the fact that like before 2010, there was a large gap of time where we didn't have a Stanley Cup win. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. But yeah, so there is so much that we can go here. I know that we gave our little breakdown here, but where do you want to start? Do you want to start with like the actual lottery process since everybody talks about? it being rigged and nobody actually pays attention to the actual process of it. Oh, absolutely. Cause that was fantastic. Everybody online immediately calling out it's rigged and it's just such a salty ass take because the, my favorite part is they released the video of, of the actual lottery and how it works. Thanks for like having representatives in the, in the room. room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Having representatives in the room, not just from like the teams, but also from like, like hockey, like hockey publications, like guys that write articles and stuff. And everybody has the same packet. Basically what it, what it is, is that there's 14 lottery balls and each team is assigned a random four number combination and I think that there was like a thousand and two combinations or something like that. And so there's a there's like there's like two that go unused, which one of them was uh like 11, 12, 13, 14. Like if that popped up, then it'd just redo it or some shit. But every other combination is randomized between the teams. And since there's a thousand of them, the Anaheim Ducks basically get what was it? 185 different combinations where Columbus gets like 130 or whatever. And the Hawks got 115. And then it's funny. Cause like, I think Nashville had five and they actually came very close to, to winning it. But I don't think Nashville was in the Nashville. Couldn't have jumped though. I would have been the ducks still one in. Uh, let's see. I forgot what the number combination was now. Oh, it's four, five, nine, thirteen. Yeah. So no, never mind. Not Nashville. What did it? Why did I think Nashville? Oh, oh no, Nashville could have won it. Not like the actual first overall, but they could have won that because they have four, five, seven, and thirteen. So basically, if you watch the video, the no, like, there's a guy that has to watch a clock and not face the lottery machine and he has to call pull every 20 seconds and then they they like do the machine so that it will suck up a ball whatever sometimes it doesn't fucking work right away what they just like open the chute so they get pulled on four five 13 and then nine and so that ended up being the combination the hawks had of four not four five nine 13 and it's like (laughs) 
So there's a there's a draft lottery guide. You can fucking go look at it on NHL.com. You might have to do some searching, but if you find like where that number combination comes in and you can look at other ones, only look for four, five, and then 13 and then any other one because like that's the last ball and it was one number off of anaheim winning and one number off of st louis winning because they were both eight and ten it was just fuck me like no (laughs) no to st louis that would have been our worst fucking nightmare yeah um but yeah man fuck it's so cool (laughs) how about the last time the ducks had the best odds of winning the draft yeah, lottery. That's it's awful. A nice little player named Sidney Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the players that are going to change a franchise aren't going to go to Anaheim. <laughs> you know what? If they didn't have those stupid fucking jerseys, they might. Yeah, maybe. I blame the jerseys on that. If they would have kept the, the old duck head. Yeah, right. So the the results come up. Everybody stays the same except for the top three. Blackhawks move to one. The Ducks drop to two. And poor Columbus drops to three. Columbus just cannot catch a break. It is just so funny. But it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you're top five. You're fucking pumped because picks two yeah. through five are all first overall picks if they had oh, their yeah. draft class. So, man, Fantilli's going to be really sick in Anaheim. Like, that's going to be for nasty. Sure thing. Is he for sure the pick, though? I So, this is something that I saw and brought up that actually kind of was like, could make sense. I think it was for Anaheim because, like, at center, they have Zegris. I can't remember if they had someone else. But it's like, how great would it be to have an actual, like, well, like, in a few years, a very talented winger in Mitchkoff. Let's see, I mean, there... maybe, maybe it wasn't them. I don't know. Like, oh, Mc, McTavish. McTavish is the other center. That's why. So, yeah, their top two centers are McTavish and, and Zegers for the future. Like, are you going to just try and have Fantilli or one of those guys just play the wing on the top two lines? Or do you move that second pick? Trade down a couple's picks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. But, yeah, like, it would make sense for them to, like, maybe go after a winger. But, like, even, let's say they take Fantilli and, like, let's say Columbus gets Leo Carlson. Like, those are going to be super nasty. Like, the the fact that Mitch Pop is going to be spending some time in the KHL for a bit, like, I'm – Wondering when when he'll actually be drafted. Nineteenth. Oh yeah, you think he's gonna sit there until nineteen? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, can you imagine that he falls all the way to nineteen? What if he fell? Right? What if he fell yeah. to eight? Can you imagine if he falls to eight and goes to Washington? Ovashkin's on the phone right now. You fucking pull that trigger right now, and Ovashkin will pay he's, to get his contract. He's calling Putin to release him. Yeah. Old <laughs> pays his contract for the KHL to, to get him over here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you can just get the family oligarchy money or whatever. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. But, yeah. I mean, here's the best situation for the Hawks, though. Or, you know what? Let's 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 go by this. We I actually made an outline, so let's, let's stick to it. What does this mean for the future of the franchise? I mean, long-term, short-term. I mean, Kyle Davidson kind of said it a little bit yesterday. He's like, you see that card flip over and you automatically see your franchise being altered for yeah. the better going forward. Well, I think it's take it slow still yep. because the main pieces of the franchise that you want to like be contributing going forward are still very young and you don't want to like take this off season to load up and just be like, we're going at it now like and just completely like yeah like shoot it like all down the drain like with shit cap like management um because like i mean fuck man like nazar (laughs) and bedard (laughs) korchinski on the back end 
El Mastro on the back end. Yeah. Lassic on the back end. Reichel. I mean, still got, like, see what Nolan Allen turns into. Fucking, even that Renzel kid. Like, this fucking. This team is. This, the, I mean, obviously, this team just shot into first place in prospect pool rankings. Are you fucking kidding me? And we have the 19th, I mean, 20th, possibly 19th overall pick. More than likely the 19th. If if Florida fucking wins their series. Who called that? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, man. You need to go play the actual lottery because you fucking called Dart. You were so confident about Hoskin first. You called uh, what's going on in uh, Toronto and Florida. Man, you've got some luck right now. Yeah, it'd be great if it just kept going. Just get a bunch of money, that'd be cool. <laughs> but it's like you got this fucking core, man. Like you said, the the Hawks after last year's draft jumped yeah. up from what twenty seventh prospect pool to to twenty fifth, or I'm sorry, to fifth. Yeah, something like that. In now a lot you're of rankings, adding. Yeah. Now you're adding Bedard. You're gonna add another. We'll we'll talk. We'll touch on that in a second, though. But it's like you're adding some huge pieces to this to this absolutely rebuild. I mean, there, there's possibility of like even still moving up in the draft. Like, you can package some picks. You can move that 19 and just get up a little bit closer too. Like, nobody's well, saying you can't. So that's what I kind of was going to talk about. Um, you know, other draft picks we have. Do you? Now you have the options. Do you use these picks? Do you yeah. Trade, oh, them, yeah. trade them for to bring somebody in? Do you no fucking up? way. What do you what what do you do? At least so let's first talk about this year's picks. You have the the first overall, you have the 20th or 19th, then you have four seconds. Yeah, maybe get to bring it back. Cause that'd be sick. But Completely unnecessary. Um, you trade that's, out, that's, you trade out of the first round with that other pick. No, no, no. It's just it's it's interesting because like as much as like I would love to have to bring it back in Chicago, that's probably just not part of like the way that we're the that Davidson's looking long term. You know, like this is clearly like set the rebuild in motion a lot quicker. But it doesn't need to absolutely accelerate it, like pedal to the metal, because like every other piece that has been meticulously like put in place has its own timeline that isn't accelerated. Yeah, you know, like like this, like getting Bedard does not accelerate Korchinski, doesn't accelerate um fucking Nazar, like Reichel, like he'll probably be on the team next year, but that doesn't. Like that doesn't mean we're putting pieces around them to to fit in still, you know. Like, like they're still gonna probably have a a minimal bare bones roster with guys that they'll probably fit in on like one year deals. Um, Phil Kessel. Um. <laughs> Phil Kessel. I was actually thinking like Max Pacioretty would be a good one because he's his contract's up at the end of the year. Who knows how he can play with back to Achilles yeah. tears. But that's the thing, though, too. Like, that's a that's something you can just one year take a chance on, right? Like at the deadline next year, if he has a good season, like he can probably be moved. If like the Hawks aren't doing great, like I don't know if the Hawks are playing. Like, obviously, like they thought we thought they were going to be pretty bad for like a few seasons. Like they still probably won't make the playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to be like dead last. I think that this is going to the only thing that this accelerated the the rebuild plan is i think we went from a three to five to a two to three maybe two to four i think it's gonna be it's gonna come depending on how korchinski nazar del mastro all those other guys develop yeah i think this next season is going to say a lot at how they develop and how they're maturing and then I think potentially the following season, if they're not with us, yeah. on the main squad full time, the following year is going to be the time that Davidson's going to start looking at, okay, who's going to be available? What big names can we potentially add to this to realistically make this team contend? 
So by year yeah. three, you're looking at adding adding more star players to this team and, and signing big deals, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, I don't know if you're really looking to add star players until you possibly get Bedard's contract, like second contract under like know what that's gonna look like first. Well I'm saying like and then, and then you're so building like around year that. Three. Yeah, like yeah, 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 I guess so. I don't know. It's so much in the future. I just want to fucking watch the game on like as soon as possible. Right, Give me yeah. to October. I want to fucking NHL twenty three this and just simulate until yeah. season, let him get it's in the off season. Folder. I don't care about trades, whatever. Like yeah. And like I was in our group chat, I was like, damn it, now I'm gonna have to buy NHL 24. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome when Bedard's on the cover of it. Rookie season. Yeah, right. Well, that'd be hilarious. I'm just rocking his his hawks hawk shit. Oh god. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. I just it just still doesn't feel like real. <laughs> like I keep waiting for the psych. Yeah, right. Like every other like big name player, I just I mean the Hawks weren't ever like in contention before. Like even the Patrick Kane draft wasn't he wasn't the consensus consensus number one pick. Like a lot of people thought JVR was going to go first. Really? Yeah, there. Yeah, there was there was like even if you watch like old videos on like when the Hawks took him, like Dale Talon mentions the fact that like yeah like people weren't sure if like we should take Patrick Kane. Like there's a lot of talk about Kyle Turris and JVR. And like, he's like, I, I think Patrick Kane's going to be something special. And just, oh, he ended up taking him. God bless Dale Talon. Yeah. Dale Talon, the one that actually crafted that fucking Stanley cup championship team in 2010. He does not get enough credit for what he did for that team. No. God. But all right. So. Since you brought that up, he's a clear-cut first overall pick. He's getting compared to, like, McDavid, generational yeah. talent. It's hard not to get excited when you hear somebody say, oh, my God, this is the Nets' Connor McDavid, and you see what Connor McDavid oh, does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it a stretch? Is it – do you think know, you're man. getting too excited <laughs> into it? Because, honestly, I've – bought into the whole, oh the next McDavid and people ask me about people like my family and all that who don't really know too much about hockey they're like oh is this a big deal and I'm like oh yeah it's like McDavid oh kind of yeah thing. but it's like it's hard to believe that there could be somebody better than McDavid I mean I don't know well, if McDavid he's better than McDavid but the fact that his his stats at his age have been better than McDavid's stats at that age is scary the fact that he gets so much praise already from like NHLers on how fucking good he is. Yeah. It's going to, Oh my God. It's, I got like chills. It's going to be disgusting watching, watching this. I'm going to fucking watch his highlights as soon as we're done with this. Oh my God. I have to <laughs> like, how did I, how have I not done this already? Like have a good last year when we drafted Nazar and Kuczynski, I immediately watched their highlights, but like I've been paying attention to Bedard for like last couple of years. It's just like his, like the craziest thing is the fact that like he gets praised so much for his release. Like his shot is apparently just incredible. And not only is it just like incredible, the fact that like he changes his, like release point for like every shot. So goalies can't get comfortable knowing like where he's going to go with it. <laughs> it's just like, I cannot wait to see this and I need to watch it live. <laughs> There's clips of the way he's shooting the puck. that I'm like, it would be like a little flutter into the corner. If I attempted that and he's putting it top fucking shelf bar yeah. down yeah. Like, I'm like, what the f- like? How is that even fucking possible? Like, it's so ridiculous watching this kid play. Like, because I just can't fathom somebody being that good at hockey. It's exciting, and I can't wait to see exactly how good he actually is. Like, it's like I mean, we've seen highlights, but like, we've never really gotten to follow the play, right? Like, we never really got to see him like on ice the whole game. It's just 
oh, watch this sick-ass Connor Bedard highlight where he actually fucking dangles three guys and then roofs it. It's just like, okay, like, that's nasty. I love it. But, like, what is he doing the other 55 minutes of the game? I mean, obviously not always on the ice. The one thing I was just thinking about is, like, he's – a lot of people are saying, like, he might have not as much success as McDavid just because of his size because he is a little bit smaller. He's only listed at, like, 5'10 and, like, 180. Right. But the other people, other comparisons are saying, like, he is very good at defending in himself. <laughs> like, his speed and, like, the way that he maneuvers his body, he's been really good at being able to, like, protect himself in a lot of situations. It's just I don't know, like, what to expect year one when you got somebody, like, let's say we play Florida in fucking Radko Gudis is, like – trying to play him in the corner or stand him up at the blue line. And it's just like, yeah, man, like that guy's got probably like 50 pounds on you and so, is a, and a menace. So I just looked it up. McDavid, when he was drafted. Yeah. Six one. So taller. Yeah. 195 pounds. So you only had 10 pounds on him. Yeah. Still. So it's like an eighteen-year-old kid. Is that well, technically, he doesn't turn eighteen till July. Well, don't don't forget, McDavid broke his clavicle or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the kid's gonna put on. He's gonna put on weight. Like, I mean, he's also gonna get used to the game too. Like, even if he doesn't get bigger, like he'll the just game is find changing. ways to maneuver around. The game is changing into the direction that's going to be in his favor. It's getting a little bit more physical again. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the way this game is set up, it's it's all in his favor. Oh yeah, style of play is what this league wants, and yeah, it's it's gonna be incredible. Like fucking put his face up on the United Center already. Let let let's go. <laughs> forty nine days as as soon as this is posted, it'll be forty nine days until Connor Bedard is announced as the first overall selection to the Chicago Blackhawks. If they take their time, <laughs> if if it doesn't just go. Chicago is on the clock. We select Connor Bedard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he is not standing up, starting oh. to make his way to the stage. It's in Nashville. I know. That's, that was the next thing I was about to bring up. <laughs> Nashville Predators, hang up a banner. We got to host Bedard being drafted <laughs> into the league. Oh, God. Hang it up, baby. Let's go. I'm just curious, like, what do you think? So – in last year's draft, first round, we got a couple defensemen. We got Nazar. <clears throat> in this year's draft, we'll get Bedard. And 19, do you think that they're going to be looking at wingers? Like, probably, like maybe somebody, like, large? <laughs> or? Yeah, Nazar. Nazar's a center, right? Yeah, he plays center. I'm sure he can probably play, play wing. I just, I'm pretty sure he's just, a, he's a center, though. Um, see, that's the thing. The problem here is I haven't even looked at who's projected to be around that area. Oh, Nazar can play right wing too. It says on at least cap friendly. It says common sense. You would think a winger would be the way to go. Yeah. Unless, or maybe they just go best player available. Like, you know, this could really like, obviously there's a lot of options to have. But this could be a really good pick to go with, like, a boom or bust kind of fucking pick at 19. Like, just the guy with the highest ceiling, but also, like, has the best chance of, like, or not the best chance, but, like, a good chance of just not even reaching it. Like, could you imagine if, like, the, I mean, obviously, we fucking talked about this before, but, like, this draft being the same as, like, the Dallas Stars draft that they had in 2017. Like, we already know that we have a monster pick for us. But could you imagine if we also nailed on 19 as well? So, all right. So I looked up on the athletic. I'll scroll back up in a second to see who. Are you looking at like their prospect rankings? So there's this guy who did a projected like first round where he's got everybody ranked. I completely forgot that like we have 19 <laughs> because you sent me the projections yeah. and I looked at one and I was like, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's all I saw. <laughs> Um, 19, this guy has Oliver Moore 
He is a center for the national U.S. National Development Program. He is five foot eleven, one hundred eighty-eight pounds. In March, he was ranked fourteenth. Uh, tier, he's got a projected bubble top middle of the lineup player. So top six, uh, top nine, I guess. Uh, skating, high end, puck skills, NHL average, hockey sense, NHL average, complete, uh, above NHL average. Player comparable, uh, Jean Gabriel Peugeot. Oh, Peugeot? Peugeot? JP, JP Peugeot? Yeah. That's who he compares him to. Um, the twentieth pick or the twentieth ranked player he has is Colby Barlow, left winger Owen Sound of the OHL. He is a six foot, uh, hundred and ninety pound, left hand shot. In March, he had him ranked at nine. Okay. Uh, again, he had um, him. He's got him projected as a bubble top middle of the lineup player. He ranks his skating as NHL average, spot skill above NHL average, hockey sense NHL average, uh, compete above NHL average, and his shot high end, player comparable, Jason Zucker. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets. Uh, right now, the... Florida Panthers are underdogs to finish up the four-game sweep of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So if you are confident that you think they can do it, now's the time to put in a bet there. Um, right over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sports app now and sign with co- sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 bet and instantly score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.com dot org. Uh, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies on jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsibility gambling resources. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations and our bay counts always somehow depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio and the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank, which is going to be huge, especially if you're a Chicago Blackhawk fan because now you're going to be needing as much money as possible to be buying up Connor Bedard Blackhawk jerseys and tickets to go see the next Connor McDavid live in the flush in Chicago at the Madhouse. Let's go. Nothing better right now. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still play less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options right now, and you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews talking about how comfortable the earbuds are, the noise canceling, the awareness mode, the customizable sound profiles, the water resistance, and eight hours of playtime everyday earbuds. Go by Raycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Uh, playmaking isn't his selling point, but it's good enough, especially with how skilly is creating scoring opportunities for himself. Does not We do not need a playmaker, really. <laughs> So, I mean, that's clearly, I mean, we're going to have lots to, lots to talk about or compare and, and research and all this kind of stuff. 
Now we're just counting down the days until the 28th of June. It's going to be a great day for me. It's my son's first birthday, and it's going to be the day that we get Connor Bedard. My son's first birthday, Connor's first day as a Hawk, <laughs> unofficially, because he probably doesn't sign the contract till the next day or two. Probably are closer to training camp. His contracts? Mm-hmm. No, he'll probably he'll, he'll sign the contract at like immediately. Two questions. Is there any chance in hell it's not Bedard? No. Okay, just making sure because I want to be think, able to think any if, shadow of the doubt out there. I think if Kyle Davidson were to do anybody besides Bedard, then I would immediately go like, you're the worst GM in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> and two, is there any chance he doesn't play with the Hawks next year? I don't think so. There's, I don't know. There's absolutely no way. You know what would be great? Here's the crazy thing. Let's say we, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs next year. Let's say we, we still finish bottom 10. We move up again. I mean, you just, you're not allowed to do it more than twice in five years. Why not just hit back to back and then be like, okay, we're good, guys. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in 17 years when it's time to do this all over again. Yeah, right. They got that uh, Macklin Celebrini kid. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. Man. Ooh, if next year, if we can fucking. I'm already thinking about next year's draft. But there's been so much talk about this Cole Eiserman kid. And he's pretty comparable to like Cole Caulfield. Imagine having a kid like that. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine hockey social media? The Hawks won back to back draft lotteries. Good. Lose your minds. Fucking lose your minds. Like you said, like I'm, I love it. I love that, that like everybody hates it right now. Good. Don't fucking care. And the reaction that this got, it's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. if you are a fan of another team and you legitimately think that your reaction to the Hawks getting the winning the draft lottery is off the fucking rails as it has been, yeah. Fucking reevaluate yourself, man. Like. Do you do you need some help? Like, do you need a hug? I understand, like, if you're a fan of like Anaheim or Columbus and like being upset, though, like you're gonna get a really good fucking player, man. Like, I th- that's the thing that's kind of I'm just now realizing is a lot of the fans of like those teams aren't the most vocal about this situation either. It's been fans of like other teams that are yeah. just like the worst thing has happened oh my god this is the worst timeline it's like all right buddy like fucking relax here so here's my problem with it is one they're bringing up the obvious the sexual assault cover-up etc and all that as the reason why that the blackhawks shouldn't have this pick that we don't deserve this pick and there's this, they're saying it's so disrespectful, blah, 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 to, to Kyle Beach and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, one, my first my argument with that is I agree that what happened to Kyle sucks, and it was fucking yeah, terrible, yeah. and I fucking hated it. And the fact that that's now going to be always associated with this franchise fucking sucks. But you continuously bringing it up as your excuse for why Chicago doesn't deserve anything or that if anything good goes Chicago's way, you automatically throw that out there. I'm sorry. That's fucking disrespectful to Kyle Beach in the situation. Yeah. Like you're, you're bringing it up because you're upset about the the draft. So like, let's bring this up because like, this is a reason why I'm mad. It's like, I mean, you should, should, are you mad like all the time or are you just mad now? Because like the Hawks had like something positive happen for them. Yeah. And then the other people that are saying like, Oh, like, like the Hawks were tanking, like, I mean, the Hawks put them in a position to have a better draft pick, but, like, the team didn't tank. The team went into fucking OT when they could have, like, secured for sure bottom two. 
Undertaker could have scored that goal and that breakaway in overtime, and that would have put them in fourth. They wouldn't have been in this position. I've yeah, seen. That I just. Oh, that's what. That's dumb. That's dumb as hell. Like, I people that have refuted those arguments also I found funny is the fact that like you could just look at Columbus and them withholding players for like months. In, for here's, trades. Yeah. And here's the thing. I saw one article. Um, it was a writer who covers NHL for Yahoo. He's talking about how it was just disgusting that the Blackhawks traded away all of their players that could contribute to this team to make help them win games and, and to excel the rebuild. Okay. So, first off, the Blackhawks traded uh, Patrick Kane. Are they talking about the offseason when we traded to Brinkett and Doc? You mentioned that too, but but they're saying like he he mentioned Patrick Kane. Wow, here's a concept that has never happened before: a team who's about to go through a rebuild trades a player who can help another team in the playoffs for prospects to help or picks to help their rebuild. Yeah, that has never happened before, huh? Yeah, he's on his last year of his contract. What? It's like if what would make more sense if to, to bitch about shit like this would be if any of those players had multiple years on their contract. Yeah. Like that would be like, oh, they're throwing these guys away because they want to be bad. It's like, no. Debrick had one year left. Kane was on his last year. Doc needed a fucking contract. Like, what do you Doc what needed the fuck a fresh you? start? Doc was yeah. not going to work in Chicago. The the fact that like Kyle Davidson decided we are rebuilding. Okay, how do we do that? We use this draft, which was 2022, to to start. Okay, what are we gonna what are we gonna do in this draft in order to fucking do that? It was like, well, we only have like a couple pieces and no first round pick. So what are we gonna fucking do? Like, we're gonna have to really tear it down and make it fucking hurt for a little bit. When that's why he got rid of Doc and Debrinket. Like those were our biggest pieces that we could use. And guess what? You make fun of us for the contracts that this team had that Stan signed. What the fuck is Davidson supposed to do? Yeah. He's got to fucking tear it down and move whatever he possibly can to get a fresh start and to get us out from underneath of what Stan Bowman did. Yeah. I mean, if he really wanted to, if you want to say we were like tanking, he would have traded Seth Jones for fucking peanuts. Seventh round, like, he, seventh round pick yeah. and eat 50% of the contract. Yeah, like that's what that's that's what that would have been tanking. <laughs> I don't I mean the Hawks were in a position where like they clearly were not gonna win. It's not like they're gonna go out and fucking buy a bunch of fucking players. It doesn't make sense. No team in the in the past has fucking done this. Like, why is this so surprising that like bad team gonna be bad, not trying to like acquire good players like fucking they're playing for the Colorado. future like, what the fuck is wrong with you Colorado when they had their worst season they still had fucking good players and it just wasn't going their fucking way yeah like you can't even say that they were purposely tanking like this is yeah I mean like shit happens but whatever like yeah I would the, love the plan was to get a good draft pick we ended up with the best draft pick yeah sue us and I get it. I totally understand. Oh, trading to bring it kind of looks a little shady and all that kind of stuff because yeah, he was the most valuable piece that we had. He's had the most value. He, and I'm sorry. I honestly, for what, what Korchinski's projected to be. Look how quick we can replace what to bring it brought. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just I don't understand how people like can sit there and say what they say about this with a straight fucking face. Right. I mean, everybody's gonna twist like a, a narrative to fit like whatever the fuck they want it to fit. But at the end of the day, like the Hawks made moves in order to get a good draft pick, and the ones that like are t- complaining about like the sexual assault allegations, like. I don't know what you want this team that has literally no connection with them to do about that. You're pissed off at the NHL. 
Yeah. You like, need to be uh, angry the, at The Blackhawks didn't punish, like, give themselves the punishment. Like, I don't know. Like, you can complain to the NHL about, like, whatever the fuck you want to complain about. The Hawks did what they were supposed to do. They, whatever punishment the league handed down to them, they did it. Yeah. Guys were fired. Like, people lost their jobs because of it. They were, res- like, they were, they resigned. Yeah, that's what yeah. I know people are pissed about that. Well, they're they're me, not I, allowed back in the NHL without, like, a fucking counseling program or, like, some other shit. And trust me, all you other fans that are, that might have be listening to this that hate the Blackhawks, you're not going to find somebody that hates Stan Bowman more than I do. And it was not, was so fucking upset when he was allowed to resign and he wasn't fired. Yeah, the fact that he wasn't fired is insane. The fact that he was able to resign was the big last fuck you, Jerem, that I'm going to get one more in on you. That fucker. (laughs) I just... There's not a legitimate reason for all this hate and anger that is coming towards the Blackhawks for this pick. I, get- I, think it, I think people are just upset by the fact that, like, we just had Kane and Taves. And it's what I talked about. Like, that that book just closed, and then this book burst wide the fuck open, <laughs> like, immediately. The sequel, man, started a little bit quicker than uh, <laughs> than inspected. Like, oh, shit, we got to start working on the new, the next the next edition? All right, let's go. But How no, soon until the actual, like, Kane and Taves stuff goes on sale with the jerseys. Does Kane come back now? I don't think so. Not this season. No way. I think he goes to a team, competes, um, and then maybe next year, maybe next year or two years down the line, uh, when the Hawks are probably in a better place and could use like a Patrick Kane. Blackhawks trade a pending free for a pending free agent Patrick Kane for a third round second, a conditional second and a third round pick. Yeah. God, the fucking hockey Reddit and hockey Twitter would fucking lose their minds. Jonathan Taze. You don't deserve. You don't deserve Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taze is behind the bench as assistant coach, or he's up in the up in the front office being a assistant GM. <laughs> Dude, it's it's great. I can't wait till everybody. Throws a little shit fit again as soon as the draft happens. I feel bad for him, though, man. His moment I, is going to be filled with booze. I hope that kid just doesn't even have social media, except for I think he does because I just followed him on Instagram. But <laughs> I don't, I hope he doesn't really pay attention because, like, you're going to, he's just going to, that's the only thing that when you pay attention to things like this, all you're going to see is so much hate. And I'm sure Davidson's probably already reached out to him. Are they allowed to? No, that's what I was they're saying. not allowed to. Because wasn't that the whole issue with the Coyotes? Well, that was a workout. Like, they had them work out. I don't think that they can have contact with them until, like, the, the combine, when they're allowed to, like, interview and all that kind let's, of stuff. Let's say, like, Connor Murphy, Seth Jones. Like, they reach out to him. I think you can do that, right? I don't know. Right? That's, I don't like, think there's any problem because they, they probably have, like, off-season workouts. They did. I don't yeah. know if it was after the draft though, but there's no, there's no like he's not playing hockey right now. There's I mean, plenty of guys at, not playing hockey. He was at that bio seal camp last off season. Yeah, but that was that was after the draft. But I'm just saying though, like, but he, yeah, officially eligible. He was officially but eligible. He was, yeah, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't really draft eligible. I mean, yeah. Let's say he's draft. It was after his. Fine. It was after. But the like, draft, yeah, so, yeah. Like players could reach out and probably just be like, yeah, man, like. It was, it's been wild, but like, shut out all that shit because it's fucking amazing being in Chicago. Like, the, oh man, dude, other thing too, I keep forgetting, I, I want to mention Luke Richardson is an incredible coach. And it, I'm sure, I think that he'll probably also start him slow. Like, he's not going to be like first line center right away, but he'll probably. I don't, he's not going to, he's not, I don't see Richardson being one to rush him in, right? Like, 
he'll implement him as as needed and then as he gets better and more acclimated to the nhl game then he'll probably just be fucking running it all it's a little tricky though because of the junior rule that oh no i'm saying like he's not gonna be first line i'm saying he's gonna probably play like third line minutes to start but 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 here's here's where i was thinking with that though it's look at lucas reichel yeah they they put in the Rockford because they didn't feel him playing third, fourth line minutes was going to be beneficial to him. On a shit team, but like, so what is? I think the the plan here is also to get Bedard into the first second line role. I'm just saying I don't think he's starting the season like line one. I don't think he starts line one. I think he'll be I two. Know. Dude, it's going to be nasty if it's Bedard and Reichel on the same line. With like Athanasiou, if they bring him back, Matt Stomi. If they bring Max Stomi back, that'd be sick. You think Matt Stomi was like, "Hey, don't let the uh, like test his agent, like, hey, make sure there's text, no tampering here." But text Richardson, get me back like, into I'm fucking in. Chicago. Text Richardson, tell him I'm in. <laughs> Dude, or- that, I mean, that would be like having Max Domi as a first line center, um, would be great as like somebody to like play behind on line two. He, Max, he, I thought he was great. Max He's Domi, yeah, Max Domi, Kurashev, Reichel line. Yeah, that was nasty. <sighs> Dude, this is so much exciting shit, and we're still in the playoffs right now. <laughs> we have such a long time before we can even. So it's 49. It'll be 49 days till the draft, and then it's, what, 52 days until free agency opens? Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's like a couple of days after the draft. Yeah, it's, Wednesday, it's on the 1st. Yeah, it's the 1st. Wednesday, the 28th is the 1st. And then July 1st is the opening free agency, which is a Saturday, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see like what kind of moves, if any, they do make. You might have to do a live podcast for uh, the first round of the draft. At least the first pick, do the first pick live. Oh, that'd be sick. He's just so excited. I'm just, I'm just jazzed, man. Just so jazzed. So we kind of talked about everything that that goes around with this pick and all that kind of stuff, but really haven't talked about the player himself. Oh, the magic, the magic man, magic two, because <laughs> Datsuk's magic man number one, so magic man version two. So. What are the Hawks getting into this player? And we've already said a, a generational talent. A wicked shot. Wicked shot. High. Apparently has like the highest high hockey IQ. Yeah, I guess I should pull up what that guy said about the Dard. All right. Here he's got a projected bubble ge- generational player and elite NHL player. Skating is above average, puck skill elite, hockey sense above NHL average, compete above NHL average, shot elite, player comparable. David Posternock. Oh God, <laughs> that's kind of nasty. Dard was the clear was the clear best player in the WHL this season. He had one of the best individual performance ever in a single World Junior, being an MVP of the tournament. He was a top player for Canada's U18 and U20 teams during his 16-year-old season two while scoring 100 points in the WHL that same season. He was one of the best players of the 2021 U18 World Championship as a 15-year-old. Um, Bedard is a potential franchise-changing number one prospect. He has the skill and shot and legit game-breaking attributes. His ability to beat defenders one-on-one is among the best I've seen by a 17-year-old and the pace at which he displays that elite skill is going to allow him to execute those type of skill plays in the NHL. Bedard is highly imaginative, is a highly imaginative puck handler and a very creative passer. That combo with the fact that his wrist shot is top tier NHL weapon from anywhere in the offensive zone makes him a projected nightmare for NHL coaches to stop on the power play. The only downside is his game is his frame, which some scouts wonder if he will get pushed off to the wing in the NHL. He isn't a pushover, though, as he plays hard and has a physical edge in the game. Given his success at the junior as a junior center, his strong skating, high competitive level, I think whoever drafts him will have to try and uh, will have to try him down the middle and move him to wing if it doesn't work. If he is a wing, 
he could have he could still have potential Patrick Kane, Nikita Kucherov type impact on the franchise. Jesus. Jesus. So he's gonna be I, good. I am erect after reading that. <laughs> As it's just gonna be so beautiful. Oh my god. And the, the, this guy has Fante, uh, Fantelli compared to uh Jonathan Taves. Oh, it's hilarious. Let's get him too. Let's get both of them. Can we do that? Is that allowed? I mean, what would you offer for the second overall pick? Nazar in a 19th. <laughs> and hey, yeah. first? another first? Yeah, sure. Why not? You got two of them next year. I mean, I'm fine with what we have. Let's Let's just keep it as is. Oh, all right. So, so crazy some, NHL you want some Bedard type shit. Yes, we got some Bedard facts here too. Um, already talked about it a little bit. He finished his past season, regular season, with 143 points, 71 goals, 72 assists. So he's the the Tanner Houston 40 for 40 guy there. Hey, there you um, go. It's the Sean Monahan, buddy. <laughs> Bedard had 90 points, 44 goals, 46 assists, over a 35-game point streak this season. That's pretty disgusting. He had 22 goals over an 11-game goal streak this season. He failed to register a point in only four regular season games this season. He finished with 36 points more than the WHL's next highest scorer. Um, yeah. He averages 1.24 sits goals per game. Bedard had the 11th best goals per average game in WHL history and the best ever for a 17-year-old player. Uh, averaging 2.509 points per game, Bedard had the best points per game average since the 1990-1991 season, uh, which was Ray Whitney who averaged 2.569. At the Worlds, we talked about how he had one of the best Worlds ever. He set the following records. Most career (laughs) goals by a Canadian, 36. Most career goals by a Canadian, 17. Most points in a single tournament by a Canadian, 23. Most assists at a single tournament by a Canadian, 14. Most points at a single tournament by a U18 player with 23. In 21-22, the then 16-year-old became the youngest player to score 50 or more goals in the WHL season. In the same season, he was the only the third 16-year-old to manage a 100-point season and the first to achieve the, achieve the feat in the 21st century. God damn. Bedard was the first player to earn exceptional status in the WHL after scoring 43 goals and 84 points in 36 game for West Van Academy Preps UAT UAT team, leading the Canadian Sports School Hockey League in scoring and earning MVP honors as a 14-year-old. Jesus. <laughs> it's fucking good. Yeah, man. Are you kidding? This is ridiculous. And there was another interesting story when I was kind of looking to see if I could find anything else about him. And one of his coaches from when he was five years old Told about how he picked his jersey number because you know this was when Sidney Crosby was big with 87. 97 was very popular because of Barzell was a legend in the area. Oh, okay. He was number 97. And obviously nobody's gonna wear number 99 because of Gretzky. So when Connor at he goes, when Connor asked for 98, our manager asked him, Who's 98? And Connor's response, I'm 98. <laughs> but he's five. He, goes, he goes we kind of looked at him like you're five and that's your response he goes that's pretty neat to hear a five-year-old go that's my number <laughs> that's awesome that's i amazing. fucking love this kid yeah he's gonna be fucking great i am so goddamn excited for this like it's I gonna can't... be it's gonna be one of the better things for the nhl too man like i said when the hawks are good the nhl is gonna be good and the fact that like it kind of goes into Ottawa being sold right now and how there's bids from like Ryan Reynolds in a group, Snoop Dogg in a group, and now the weekend in a group. And like Snoop brought up the fact that like the NHL doesn't know how to market. Like 
Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that the fact that like the best player the, or the best athlete in the entire world, he called him the best athlete, Connor McDavid, isn't plastered on every fucking commercial. There absolutely is. And it's like, yeah, because the NHL doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. So luckily, Bedard will be in Chicago, which is a huge market. It's going to be, like you said, central time zone. So people are going to be able to catch the games no matter where he's playing. And it's just going to, he's going to be a monster. It's going to be great. And it's like, it's going to be good for the league. You're entering the second year of this TV deal. Like, I don't understand how, like, (sighs) big picture. Like, this is the perfect example of please like my sport, but then also, no, fuck you. Only you'd like it if it's our way. Yeah. I don't know. If the Hawks are drafting second, none of this is even an issue. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a few people upset about Columbus dropping, but whatever. I don't know, man. Exciting. Big fan. Big fan. So this is a big kind of Bedard episode. I mean, there's no reason really to talk about NHL playoffs right now just because it's all all Hawks. Number one topic right now. I mean, you got anything else to add to to the Connor to this whole situation? No, man. I just can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, I need it. It's like the SpongeBob in the into the veins. Let's go into the, the SpongeBob that's like all dried up. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck. Let's... I was gonna say the other thing too is uh, it's that it's. Basically, all of hockey social media is pretty much like that one meme of the little girl staring at the camera with a house fire behind her, where the little girl is clearly the Blackhawks fan base, and then the fire is every other fan base. <laughs> it's so nice. I just, yeah, I just, I don't. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand being upset and all this kind of stuff, but just take it to the level that you are. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so stupid. It's just really fucking dumb. Yeah. Tell me you're a sore loser without telling me you're a sore fucking loser. Goddamn. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> um, real quick though, um, other Hawks talk stuff. Um Staylock nominated for yep. the Matcherson trophy, or he's a finalist for the Matcherson trophy. Um, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I think Latane's gonna win it. Yeah, but... likely. I mean, just kind of shows you how how much he did this year um, and just his comeback story and all that kind of stuff. And he was even talking about he would love to stay in Chicago because they give him his opportunity to prove that he can still play. But I unfortunately think he played himself off this team. Yeah, I, I think that's more than likely the situation, but anything can happen. I don't know what I don't know what the plans are for Davidson. I wonder if Davidson even knows the plan yet. I kind of wonder. I, if I he think he's like, scrambling. I don't know if he had like this in mind, but he might be. He might have already had like contingency plans for like what what was going to happen draft wise. But <sighs> yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. They are. We talked about dark times, and you know it's always darkest before the dawn. I did not think the sun was gonna be rising so fucking quick. Yeah. It's bright. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, anything else? Uh Jakob Galvis signed in the SHL. So one of the Hawks prospect defensemen signed a deal in the SHL. I don't know why. Because when I looked it up, it was uh, a Swedish website. So I don't know what it said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's okay. I mean, there's I mean, there's gonna be a log jam in defense anyway. I was gonna say, so, yeah. As long as it's not the like the big guys, I'm. I'm yeah, okay. I liked what I saw from him when he played, but I mean, the other like Isaac Phillips, like kind of showed up everybody a little bit last year, like when he was playing. We retain. I mean, we still retain his rights. Worst case scenario, I, possibly. I think so. I'm sure, he was probably a uh, RFA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm just checking for sure. Yeah, he was an RFA. Yeah, so we'll still have his rights. So worst case scenario, it's like, hey, go develop a little bit back closer to home, and yeah, right. 
he was a fifth round pick in 2017. So that's it's not turning out too bad. No, it'd be fucking hilarious though, is if he signs that deal right before the draft lottery happens and then they make it official and he's like, Oh no, fuck, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. But oh, fuck yeah. All right. Well, episode two twenty three. Tanner, I have a feeling you uh you know what you wanted to call this one for a minute here. Connor Bedard. <laughs> That's it. Do you, you just want to be like, welcome to Chicago, but he's not even on the team yet. So it's just like first overall, baby. <laughs> what do we what do we uh what is it? We won. <laughs> won. Just fuck yeah. We won. Let it all burn. <laughs> Choose anything you want. Bedard, it, Bedard is ours. There we go. Bedard is ours? Yeah. I like that better. Yeah, right? All right. So episode 223, Bedard is ours. Make sure you go to DraftKings. Use promo code THPN. Go to Raycon. Use co- promo code THPN. Get 50% off headphones, which I think I'm about to because this has been going in and out. The entire there you go. Time. Maybe uh, you had some Raycon. You Raycon. <laughs> Let's go. Um, follow us on social media at WCB Podcast, uh, at uh, the Hockey Pod Net. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Five Star Review. Read my shit on Hockey Buzz. My, uh, my one-sentence Hockey Buzz article is the most commented article article that i've had in the almost six months i've been or seven or eight months i've been writing for them my it literally is we win or the or the, the title is blackouts get bedard then the blog is the title says it all more when i calm down that's it <laughs> <laughs> and it's over 500 comments right now <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious um but yeah we will be back next week um we will have Probably round two recaps. I think by the time we record yeah. it, we'll have uh, pretty possible. Probably the conference finals to start previewing. Yeah, uh, is there? There's possible like possible game sevens on Tuesday, but that's if the Leafs come back and if Edmonton Vegas goes to seven. Oh yeah, so we'll definitely be talking probably conference final. Probably. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see you on the next one. All right, love boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.